Talk Radio. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The American Journal. I am your host, Harrison Smith. Very glad to be with you on this Friday. We have just so much to talk about. Good Lord. And God willing, we should be joined by Joe Biggs. Of course, he is not master of his own time, as he's sitting in prison as a political prisoner. So we're going to do our best to connect to him about halfway through the show, taking your calls throughout the show. Lots of videos to get to, lots of things to break down. We're going to do a a perhaps too thorough breakdown of the rhetoric around transgenderism a little bit later. We're going to get to the bottom of this whole thing. Oh, it's going to be offensive. Oh, it's going to be very offensive. No, it's actually not. It's going to be very educational, enlightening. That's what it'll be. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, So let's just get into it, shall we? Here it is, your Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Friday, the 10th of March, 2023. Iran, Saudi Arabia agreed to resume relations after tensions. Iran and Saudi Arabia on Friday agreed to reestablish diplomatic uh, relations and reopen embassies after years of tension between the two countries, including a devastating attack on the heart of the kingdom's oil production attributed to Tehran. The deal, struck in Beijing this week amid its ceremonial National People's Congress, represents a major diplomatic victory for the Chinese – as Gulf Arab states perceive the United States slowly withdrawing from the wider Middle East. It also comes as diplomats have been trying to end a years-long war in Yemen, a conflict in which both Iran and Saudi Arabia are deeply entrenched. The two countries released a joint communique with the, on the deal with China, which apparently brokered the agreement. Chinese state media did not immediately report the agreement, which, geez, there's a lot to say about that, but yeah. Yeah, if, if China can bring peace to a, a a part of the world that America has wrecked for the last 20 years, I think that's a good thing. I really do. Meanwhile, Mexico cartel turns over its own men over U.S. kidnappings. Reports in the Mexican border city of Matamoros say a splinter group of the Gulf cartel called the Scorpions Group. <laughs> Scorpion gang. <laughs> Okay, has apologized for kidnapping four U.S. citizens last week, killing two of them, and has turned over the men it says are responsible. On their front page, many Mexico's newspapers published a photograph that appears to show five men laying face down on the ground, their hands tied, and their T-shirts pulled up over their heads. It was apparently taken as police arrived on the scene. This is justice in, in the New World Order, right? Just criminal gangs dumping bodies on the street and going, yeah, those were the guilty guys. Those were the guilty ones, so you're welcome. You're, no need to come after us. No need problem solved. You know, don't worry. We have our own court system back here. We, we, we tried them. They're guilty. Don't listen to anything they say. So we'll just commit murder and then tie up some of our own guys or some other guys. We'll just tie up somebody and throw them on the ground in front of the police station. And that's justice. So you're done. It's just okay. That's not how it works, actually. It's not the way things are. It's not the way it works. So uh, good try. Good try. But no, that's not how it works. Incredible. Uh, Georgia, uh, Georgian MPs withdraw bill after a violent protest. 
The parliamentary majority in Georgia has withdrawn a controversial bill on registering foreign agents following massive protests in the capital. Sibisley, Sibisley, the capital of Georgia. However, lawmakers insist that they do not intend to drop the initiative completely. Again, folks, this is just a U.S.-backed color revolution. It just couldn't be more obvious. Literally, they're just it's – a, it's a normal country. It's not going through a ton of turmoil or anything, but it has tons of NGOs operating, tons of organizations pushing political motives. And then the government's like, hey, you know what? Maybe you should register your foreign agents. And then the next day, 100,000 people are out on the street protesting and uh, burning things down and calling for a revolution. Hmm. Hmm. Gee, I wonder. I wonder if that's because of all of the foreign agents that are uh, subverting your country and fostering revolution. Hmm. I wonder if that's actually a really good idea to pass that bill, actually, is probably what you should do. 75% of the parliament supported it, but... It's Friday, March 10th, Year of Our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. Continuing with our daily dispatch, U.S. job cuts over January and February have hit the highest number since 2009. This is the incredible economy that Joe Biden and his administration keep insisting that we're all experiencing. Pay no heed to the massive increase in prices. Pay no heed to the empty store shelves and the inability to get some basic material. Ignore all of the traditional statistics that would tell you whether or not you have a good economy. It's all an illusion. Listen to them. They're telling you the economy is amazing. Their plan is working perfectly. Everything is going great. Pay no heed to the man behind the curtain. No, the truth is, things are not looking good, folks. Layoff by U.S. companies over January and February touched the highest since 2009, with the tech sector accounting for more than a third of over 100,000 job cuts announced, a report showed on Thursday. In February alone, layoffs in the United States stood at 77,770, more than five times higher than the 15,200 45 cuts announced a year earlier, according to reports from employment firm Challenger, Gray, and Christmas Inc. Of course, of course, those uh, last year, last year they they were being graded on a bit of a curve, a bit of a curve. After all, they purposely shut down the economy for two years, and then you know removed the chains, and then acted like you know all these jobs were being created. Just it's all illusion. It's all deception. And I really hope you're not falling for it. Finally, we have this story. Elon Musk is planning a Texas utopia, his own town. Elon Musk is planning to build his own town on part of thousands of acres of newly acquired pasture and farmland outside the Texas capital, according to deeds and other land records and people familiar with the project. In meetings with landowners and real estate agents, Mr. Musk and employees of his company have described his vision as sort of a Texas utopia along the Colorado River where his employees could live and work. Executives at the Boring Company, Mr. Musk's tunnel operation, have discussed and researched incorporating the town in Bastrop County, about 35 miles from Austin, which would allow Mr. Musk to set some regulations in his own municipality and expedite his plans, according to people familiar with Mr. Musk's projects. And just on a personal note, uh, let me just say to Elon Musk, make me mayor. Make me mayor. Give me unbridled control. We will make it the greatest town 
Texas has ever seen. My ancestors, eight generations ago, founded the first towns on the Colorado River. It's in my blood, Elon. Let me have it. Give me the town. Give me the town. Name it Harrisonville, and we will astonish the world. What starts in Harrisonville will soon conquer the globe. I'm not joking. Elon Musk, make me the mayor of your little town. (laughs) Please. Somebody's got to be mayor, right? Why not me? Why not me? That'll be my campaign slogan. Why not me? Don't answer. Don't answer that question. There's no reason why it shouldn't be me. Elon, you let me back on Twitter. Now give me absolute control over your brand new town. I think that's only fair. To me, that sounds perfectly fair. All right, that's it for your Daily Dispatch. We have a lot of stuff to cover still. Uh, Matt Taibbi was grilled yesterday on the floor of the Congress, and it was just something else, folks. I mean, really, it was it was embarrassing for the Democrats as they railed against him and were routinely shut down by his calm mastery of the facts. They tried to pressure him into revealing his sources, which is also kind of funny because isn't his source Elon Musk? Isn't his source Twitter, the company that gave him all of the Twitter files? It's just these people, man, I swear. They don't even know what like Substack are. There's one clip of one of the one of the lady the Congress ladies being like Substack. I don't even know what that is. It's like, oh really? And you're and you have oversight over this stuff. Okay, great. Okay, great. It's not people that understand the internet with governmental power over the internet. It's a bunch of out of touch weirdos who are trying to make their name by shouting at a journalist. Incredible. Incredible stuff. So let's go to some of these videos. This one's sort of the the most important one of the whole thing. Let's go to clip number 10 here. Here's Matt Taibbi on anti-disinformation complex saying what we all know to be true. They don't think that normal people can handle uncomfortable truths. I don't even think it's necessary. We'll talk about it on the other side. But first, here's a clip from yesterday's uh, hearing with Matt Taibbi. Just quickly, we, we found just yesterday a tweet from um, the, the Virality Project at Stanford, which has partnered with a, new, a number of government agencies on Twitter, where they talked explicitly about um, censoring stories of true vaccine side effects um, and other true stories that they felt uh, encouraged hesitancy. Now, the important... Censoring true. Yeah, so they use the word true three times uh, in this email. And what's what's notable about this is that it reflects the fundamental misunderstanding of this whole disinformation complex, anti-disinformation complex. They believe that ordinary people can't handle... Uh, difficult truths. And so they think that they need minders to separate out things that are controversial or difficult um, for them. And that's, again, that's totally contrary to what America is all about, I think. So he's right, 100 percent right, that, that, you know, that is completely contrary to what America is about. All of the claims for so-called democracy are completely undermined by the fact that the people in charge refuse to give the people in the country, the information they require to make an informed, intelligent, thoughtful decision. How can you have democracy when you only have a select set of information? That's not democracy. That's manufactured consent is what that is. So he's right in that regard. On the other hand, I think he's too generous. I don't think the people in, at, at the top are concerned about Americans going, 
I just don't think they can handle, I just don't think they can handle the truth. We have to look out for them. Like if, even if that was how they are, it would be condescending. It would be self aggrandizing. Like it's, it's just wrong on a number of different levels, but that's, that's not the case. That's not the case. It's because they know that Americans can handle this information because they know that if you give all of the information to America, America will come to the obvious conclusion, which is that these people are evil and doing wrong on purpose, that the vaccines don't work, that the vaccines cause massive side effects, and that it's likely more beneficial to avoid the vaccine than it is to get it. So it's not that they're trying to protect the people from uncomfortable truths. It's that they are deceiving the people to manipulate them into doing something that they otherwise wouldn't do. It's a it's a neat distinction. It's a fine distinction between what I'm saying and what Matt Taibbi's, but I think it's an important one. I think it's important because what Matt Taibbi is saying gives the censors an air of uh, paternalness, right? This this paternal, fatherly kind of well, we must protect them from the truth. It has to go through us. There is that aspect, but more of it is. We're deceiving them, so let's hide the proof of our deception. It's a lot more base and crude, and there is no redeeming factor to this. It's just deception, okay? So it's not you can't handle the truth. It's you can handle the truth, which is why we're keeping it from you, because otherwise you would come to the obvious and correct conclusion. Let's go to clip number 13 here. This is Thomas Massey saying that his tweets were deleted as a part of this anti-disinformation drive. The same day that that doctor's tweet was censored, so were my tweets on natural immunity. Why is this important? What is, what is consequential about the date? This is three days after the military vaccine mandate came out and a week before the federal vaccine mandates came out. This truth was toxic to, to a narrative that Pfizer was spreading, that Joe Biden wanted out there so that he could force the vaccine on everybody, whether you had natural immunity or not. Now, I actually... You guys might not agree with me on this. I don't think the press gets special privileges on the First Amendment. I, think, I don't think Congress does. I think every American, by virtue of being an American, has the right to free speech enshrined in the Constitution. So I'm not so much worried that they, they uh, censored a, a congressman, but they disabled all the comments from my constituents. Those are the voices they squelched. And my beef is not with Twitter. But my beef is with the CDC and these federal agencies. And I encourage you all, if you can, to find more about this. And uh, do you have any, either of you have any comments? See, I think it is a big deal that they censor a congressman. Because what you have here is you've got millions of people voting on a representative who they send to, to D.C. to serve them. And that's overridden by some limp-wristed scumbag in California. Right now, I'm not talking to the viewers and listeners that have gone to InfoWarsStore.com and gotten the great products that enrich your life, that empower your immune system and your body, and keep us on air. I am humbly, hat in hand, talking to the viewers and listeners that have tuned in, many of you for years, and never gone to InfoWarsStore.com. We know the vast, 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 vast majority of you never actually go to InfoWarsStore.com and never experience these great products and never find the operation. Sure, you share a link, you share an article, you tell folks about the show, that's great, and I thank you. But we need funds to operate. Plus, we've got really great products that do amazing things for people like our CBD oil and our Fizzy Magnesium and our Sleep Aid and our Nitric Oxide and our Real Red Pill Plus. All of these are really great products that keep us on air. Plus, you're missing out on having these products. So get off the bench. Get in the game. Step to the plate and go to InfoWarsStore.com right now. 
now and get these great InfoWars products at InfoWarsStore.com. I've got some good news. Our high-quality supplements really work, and we have about an 80% reorder rate with customers. That's the good news. They're amazing. The bad news is around 1% or a little less of our actual viewers and listeners ever go to InfoWarsStore.com and ever actually buy the products. So you're missing out on these products, plus it funds the InfoWar. Think of what we've done with just 1% of our massive audience actually buying products. Think what would happen if those of you on the fence actually went to InfoWarsStore.com and got some of these amazing products. I would recommend Turmeric 95 for your joints, your bones, inflammation, to get one of the biggest effects so you reorder it and see how great it is. Also, we've got the super high-quality, full-spectrum CBD oil that's so good for your neurological systems, your brain, your joints, your bones as well. Or Real Red Pill Plus. Just go try the product, fund the InfoWar, and help us defeat the new order together. InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is The American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. We have uh, quite a bit to talk about today. Uh, I think I'm going to go back to some of the Matt Taibbi videos a little bit later. You can find all the videos on Infowars.com. And there were some some pretty good exchanges. We'll show his opening statement probably at the top of the next hour. But I don't want to just spend the whole time uh, going to those videos. We have so much more to talk about. And I think what I want to do is talk about transgenderism. Well, let me, let me correct myself. I think what I have to do is talk about trans. I don't want to by any means. But this is the world we live in, so we got to get into it. I did some, some thinking about this yesterday. And, you know, it used to be that every time we would talk about drag queens or transgenderism, I would always make sure to make the, the same point over and over that drag queens has nothing to do with transgenderism. Drag queens are not people who think that they're in a different body. It's, it's gay men who know that they're men dressing up as women as a fetish. That's what it is. They're not, they, aren't, they don't think that they're, they're not transgender. It's a different thing. And it's an important distinction to make. And I used to make that all the time to the point that I kind of got tired of making it. So I, I sort of stopped. But I was inspired to, to revisit this and really get the message across once and for all in a, just in a dedicated segment. Inspired in part by this tweet thread by John Doyle at Comrade Doyle on Twitter. He's actually referencing a podcast appearance that was made by Michael Knowles. I think he makes some good points. Uh, John Doyle says, quick thread on transgenderism. Too often we get caught up in this contrarian or esoteric one-upsmanship, but sometimes the simple points are the most important. One of the best points Michael Knowles made in his speech tonight wasn't even a point necessarily. It was a choice of language. He said, I don't believe I heard him use the term transgender person or people at any point during the lecture. When referring to those people, he called them transvestites. This is correct and accurate in how it was conceptualized until 2015. 
He says there's no such thing as a transgender person, a person with gender identity disorder. Sure. A person suffering from gender dysphoria. Sure. But to be a, quote, transgender person is impossible by uh, which means using this language when trying to argue against it is completely ridiculous. He says, I will henceforth follow his example, and you should too, transgender people. Interesting concept, but I believe you're referring to transvestites. From here, you can extrapolate drag queen. What's that? Oh, you mean a transvestite stripper. Take language back. It's powerful. And I agree. I agree to a, to a certain extent. And it is important to use words correctly. And to do that, a lot of times you have to go back to the root. And I'll explain why it's important. It's not just a rhetorical device. It actually has tangible effects in policy and uh, the way that these things are conceived. So just go back to the root. This is probably why high school should still teach things like Latin, because these words are composed of smaller words that all have distinct meanings, right? Transvestite, trans, as in transit, as in to go across. It means across. Vestite, vest. That's the root word, vestments, right? Clothing. It means cross-dress. That's what transvestite means, cross-dress. One of my favorite terms in you know ancient Rome, they would call like southern France or anywhere north of the Alps, they would call it the transalpine Gauls, right? Across the Alps, the Gauls that live there, transalpine. So trans is just this word that means across. Vestite is a word that means clothes, transvestite. It's, it's actually pretty simple. So transgender would be cross-gender. It would mean that you cross the, a gender somehow, which, as we know, is impossible. It's completely impossible. You can castrate yourself. You can lop off a chunk of your arm and pin it to your pelvis. Your chromosomes are still telling the story. Your hip shape could still be dug up by archaeologists in a thousand years and be distinctly one gender or the other. So there is no such thing as trans gender that that doesn't actually exist so i think that's sort of an important point but it goes deeper than that it matters because these words become medical diagnoses and i, I want to explain how we got here as as a medical diagnosis i'm wondering how how i should even how i should even approach it. essentially there are two terms that are often mixed up, interchanged, in, used interchangeably. They're not interchangeable. Dysphoria and dysmorphia. So gender dysphoria is what transgenderism is called now. Gender dysphoria, which is different than body dysmorphia. And again, these things are important to narrow down and, and you know, figure out exactly what it means. So in this article from Talkspace, it says, in order to truly understand the difference between gender dysphoria and body dysmorphia, we need to first look at each condition individually. Though they're often discussed together and sadly even more often confused, there are significant important differences between them that need to be addressed. From the names alone, we can see the most fundamental difference is clear. Gender dysphoria is tied to the concept of gender identity, while body dysmorphia is related to the to a body image perception and is often linking, uh, linked with eating disorder, uh, disorders. And this actually changed in – I can find exactly when it changed here. I think maybe 1996 or so. 
but the idea of being in the wrong body used to be called gender identity disorder. Okay, it changed in 2013. So up until 2013, gender identity disorder was how transgenderism, as we know it now, was classified. And as this article notes, the history of the concept of uh, gender identity disorder, it was referred to as a psychopathological condition of gender identity. Identity disorder. Again, these are important words because these are the way medical diagnoses are made, right? So psychopathological. Even that is worth understanding, right? That comes from Greek words. Two words meaning soul, psyche, and pathos meaning suffering. Soul suffering, right? Pain that is not physical. That's what psychopathic means. Psychopathic. Soul pain. Pain that is not physical. Mental pain of some sort. That's important to understand because dysmorphia is when there is pain generated in your soul because your brain is out of whack with reality. Your brain is telling you you're too skinny when really you're extremely skinny, or you're telling you you're too fat when really you're extremely skinny. See, it's your brain that's out of whack with reality, and that's causing you pain. Dysphoria is the other way around. Dysphoria means that your body is out of whack with your brain, and it's your body's fault. Again, might seem like a, like a neat distinction, might seem like a not an important thing to like get into the weeds about, but I'll tell you on the other side why this is so important and why this actually contributes to the medical diagnosis and why they would make this change in 2013. I'll tell you exactly why. Because other places like Denmark have taken it off the s- schedule entirely. They don't even consider it a mental illness anymore. They just say you're transgender and it's not a medical diagnosis. We kept the medical diagnosis, but we changed that fundamental aspect of what's causing pain. And I'll explain why. I've got some good news. Our high quality supplements really work and we have about an 80% reorder rate with customers. That's the good news. They're amazing. The bad news is around 1% or a little less of our actual viewers and listeners ever go to InfoWarsStore.com and ever actually buy the products. So you're missing out on these products, plus it funds the InfoWar. Think of what we've done with just 1% of our massive audience actually buying products. Think what would happen if those of you on the fence actually went to InfoWarsStore.com and got some of these amazing products. I would recommend Turmeric 95 for your joints, your bones, inflammation, to get one of the biggest effects so you reorder it and see how great it is. Also, we've got the super high-quality, full-spectrum CBD oil that's so good for your neurological systems, your brain, your joints, your bones as well. Or Real Red Pill Plus. Just go try the product, fund the InfoWar, and help us defeat the new order together. InfoWarStore.com. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're watching the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. All right, folks, like I said, we have a, a lot of other stuff to get into. I hate, I hate even having to talk about this topic in the first place, but the, the people that have brought us to this point understand all of this stuff very minutely, and the things they do have particular purpose. So what we're seeing now is the outcome of that, 
we want to reverse what we see now, which is children being convinced by strangers on the internet to secretly take hormone blockers and prevent going through the natural process of puberty. Like, it's pretty bad, and we need to undo this, and we need to understand how we got to this point. And I don't think a lot of people do, even though it's all there and obvious and and in the words that they use. So, again, it's also, it's 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 all very interesting. It's all very interesting. So, prior to 2013, officially in the DSM, the Diagnostic Statistical Manual, which is the Bible of the satanic cult of psychiatry, which changes, you know, depending on what's politically expedient or not, right? It's the same thing that tells you to take SSRIs, even though they've never been proven to work, and they'll make diagnoses based off of absolutely nothing for years on end, get people addicted to pills for decades only to discover that the function that they were relying on the pills for doesn't actually exist and never existed, and it was all made up. So maybe it's important that we should uh, sort of look at this closely and determine whether the choices that are being made by doctors in our country are being made off of science or off of some political motive. So obviously this is all politically motivated. Prior to 2013, gender identity disorder was what it was called, and that could be phrased as gender dysmorphia. You could say that prior to 2013, gender identity disorder, a.k.a. gender dysmorphia, was how it was classified in the DSM, meaning that there was something wrong with your brain, meaning that you had a mental illness, meaning that your perception of reality was at odds with reality itself, and so your perception was wrong and had to be corrected. When that changed in 2013, it flipped the script. It became your body is wrong, reality is wrong, your brain is the right one, and so we have to change your body to match your brain, not change your brain to comply or comport with reality. See, it's an, it's an important distinction. But the, the question is, why, if you're going to treat it as if it's you know, not a mental illness, essentially, why still classify it as a mental illness? Well, it didn't classify it as a mental illness. That's correct. Why define it in medical terms at all, I should say? Well, that should be obvious, right? That's because they want insurance companies to pay for the surgeries, and they want doctors to perform the surgeries. And you can't perform a sur- surgery on somebody, especially not a child, if you don't have a medical diagnosis to back up your reasoning for the surgery. Then it's just body mutilation and modification, and there's an entire different set of rules that comes with that and who can do it and how they can do it. So if you want doctors to be able to mutilate children, then you have to give them a medical foundation to operate from. But you also don't want people to be able to point at a man wearing a dress and say that man's mentally ill. See, he's not mentally ill anymore. His body is wrong. His brain's fine. His brain's good. His brain is right. His body is the incorrect one, and that needs to change. Again, this is actually important. And so they have to keep the idea of this psychopathy, right? Soul pain, non-physical pain that people are experiencing. Only in this case, they're experiencing pain because their body is wrong. And all of this is predicated on the concept of gender in the first place. If all you're talking about is sex, that's a physical thing, and and it can't be wrong or right. It just is. It's just a physical attribute. But if you separate sex from gender, separate gender from sex, 
then you can have a whole other malleable you know, thing to mess with here. And of course, that all came about because of John William Money. And if you look at the people who first came out with this stuff, John Money is a despicable child abusing psychopath. Like he's crazy. He performed like one experiment on twins to prove his idea of gender being separate from sex, gender being something social that could be changed with no negative consequences. And then like both the twins killed themselves and it was just like a complete failure, completely proved the opposite of what he was trying to prove. And yet they are going with it anyway. Right. Go look up John Money if you don't want to sleep tonight or if you want to realize, you know, the type of people that our doctors currently making decisions are relying on for their science. John Money. Interestingly, uh, another couple, another couple of people, uh, Harry Benjamin was one of the others. Uh, Magnum Hirschfield is another. He was a, a you know, pioneer in the world of gender identity and sexuality and homosexuality and also assisted suicide. Oh, and also he coined the term racism. So that's kind of interesting. He wrote a book called Racism and introduced that term to the world, which has had such positive impacts in the century or so since. Isn't it interesting how all these things coincide? All of these things seemingly come together all of the time. It's very weird, isn't it? You've got a suicide cult who are pushing homosexuality and transgenderism and also invented the term racism. Wow, really prolific guys operating here. Pretty incredible. We'll explain who they are exactly in, in just a minute. But again, you have to ask, you know, why make it, why have it be a, a mental illness at all? In 2016, 2017 rather, the Danish parliament struck a blow for transgender rights and became the first country to remove trans people's classification as mentally ill. In this New Year's Day move, the government took official action to destigmatize transgender individuals, separating them from any association with words such as problem, disorder, or dysphoria. Words matter, says Linda Thor Peterson of the uh, rights organization LGBT Denmark. It was very important, she says, uh, that terms like incongruence, disturbance, and problem were left out of the code title used by the country's medical community to track care. The change, she says, makes it a code instead of a diagnosis. The old system made indirect discrimination possible, she said, because job applications were sometimes rejected because of a, quote, diagnosis. My question is, if you can't be diagnosed with an illness, can you justify surgery to treat that, di- that, that illness? I mean, maybe that's, maybe that's a, a roundabout solution to all of this, is you just go, no, gender dysphoria, it's not even a mental illness. It's not even anything. We're not going to stigmatize them anymore. But also insurance isn't going to cover something that's not an illness. And you can't have surgery for something that's not been diagnosed. So you know, maybe, maybe, that's a, maybe that's a convenient way to just stop the mutila- mutilation and hormone blocking of children if you just stop it altogether by capitulating and saying, you know what, you're right, it's not a mental illness. It's not a mental illness at all. So I guess you can't, I guess you can't get that surgery paid for by the uh, insurance company. And, you know, there's this weird, like, alchemical, like, magical change that happens where drag queens have nothing to do with transvestites, which have nothing to do with transgenderism. And all of this was perfectly understood 10 years ago or so. I thought about bringing in a clip from Eddie Izzard, but 
I remember being in like middle school and seeing this special by comedian Eddie Izzard who like talked about all of this and laid it out actually kind of brilliantly being like, I'm a transvestite, meaning I'm a bloke that likes to dress up as a lady, but I'm still into ladies. And right, the punchline was like, I'm like a male lesbian, which was hilarious 10 years ago and is an actual thing now. Shows you how much we've progressed, right? But he also made a distinction saying, I'm not a drag queen. Those guys are gay. (laughs) The drag queens are gay because they're doing it for sexual purposes. So there's this weird just like mishmash of all of this where you've got gay men who know that they're men and don't think that they're women dressing up as women and dancing in front of children. And people go, well, if you don't like that, you're transphobic. It has nothing to do with transgenderism. And the reason that they change from gender dysmorphia or gender identity disorder to gender dysphoria is because they wanted it no longer stigmatized as a mental illness, but still wanted it categorically uh, or categorized as medical so they could get Ladies surgery. and gentlemen, InfoWars has proven itself the last 28 years to be over the globalist target and having the biggest effect out there against those tyrants. And we fund our operation with viewers and listeners' support while selling you great products at the same time. So I want to thank all the viewers and listeners who have supported us over the years by spreading the word, praying for the broadcast, and buying product. But I really want to encourage those of you that have been on the fence have never actually gone to InfoWarsStore.com to go there and get the great books and films and supplements and survival gear that's there that won't just empower you and enrich your life, but again, will keep this broadcast transmitting. So whether it's Real Red Pill Plus or our super high-quality CBD oil or the 50% off or our great physio magnesium product or whether it's down and out, our great sleep bay that's back in stock, it's all there. Our turmeric, 95% humanoid, strongest out there, turmeric 95. It's all available at InfoWarsStore.com, and it keeps us on the air. So make the decision to enrich your life and keep us on air, InfoWarsStore.com. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man, but I'm not just a man. Just like you, no matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you and fears you, and that's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me, not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person, because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you to always remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I continue to talk about this this recent phenomenon of gender dysphoria. It used to be a mental illness, and then alakazam, you change a few words, suddenly it's not a mental illness anymore. Suddenly your body is wrong, and your brain is right. And again, we'll, we'll reemphasize exactly why this is so important. But I thought this was a 
a pretty good summation of it. If you type into Google, gender dysphoria versus dysmorphia, what comes up is an article with this part highlighted. I didn't highlight this. Google did. Put in simpler terms, it says, a person with gender dysphoria is not mentally ill. They are dissatisfied with the gender assigned at birth. See, all of this is necessary in order to make this whole movement happen. In order to have this whole phenomenon of a quarter of Generation Z kids saying they're transgender, you have to destigmatize it by claiming it's not a mental illness. All of this was necessary. See, when it's dysphoria, it's not mental illness. It's your body is wrong. Your brain is just fine. It's good and fine and shouldn't be, shouldn't be, you know, judged at all. And and you know, but it still has that medical label that allows insurance companies to pay for the surgery. And we can look, we'll look at the the history of this in just a second. <laughs> oh boy, won't we? But again, here's, here's why this is important. People are trying to argue against this. People are trying to fight back against this. Parents know that this is happening to their kids. They don't want it to happen. If you don't know the vocabulary that's being used, you don't know how these things are making it through the medical diagnosis books and things. Like You have to understand the basis of it. That's about understanding the words. You have to understand the rhetoric that's used, how things are conflated, like drag queens and transgender, how those are different from one another and, and shouldn't be treated the same. All this is necessary to understand to combat this attack on nature and reality and mental health and children and procreation and uh, a healthy way to live and families. I mean it's, all, it's an attack on all these things. Uh, from InfoWars today, review of sex education ordered after – Children taught about anal sex, masturbation in schools. Britain is to launch a review of its sex education guidelines after it was found that some schools had been teaching children about anal sex and masturbation. Which again, you know, you just you just go back to when sex ed was first being implemented in schools around the world. And it was like, well, we got to prevent teen pregnancy. We got to prevent the spread of venereal diseases. Kids have to be educated. Cut to 10 years later and they're like teaching them. How to have anal sex? Like it's just okay. All right, very weird. Now people don't like this. The majority of parents are not okay with this. Exclusive poll from Post Millennial: Most Americans worried are worried about kids' exposure to trans movement. Say doctors should be held liable for child sex changes. Two new polls revealed that the majority of Americans believe that doctors and pharmaceutical companies should be able to be held legally liable for potential harmful side effects that arise from minors taking puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones and are concerned about efforts to expose children to the transgender movement. In one poll conducted by McLaughlin Associates in partnership with Summit.org, 71% of respondents said they believe pharmaceutical companies and doctors who promote puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones for underage children seeking gender transition should be held legally liable for any harmful side effects that arise. 29% said they shouldn't be held liable. So the massive... My uh, majority believe that this is wrong and that this, this shouldn't be allowed to happen, uh, but that's the medical diagnosis. The doctors are just going off the instruction manual that they have. And it's important to understand this type of thing and how these words become reality. These words have tangible effects. It's not just about re- rhetoric. It's about diagnosis being made and medicine being distributed and you know payment and you – know, how things like what category they fall into it's all very important specifically as we move towards a world that is increasingly weaponizing the mental health agenda 
Kamala Harris, and there's a video on InfoWars, recently said she worries about climate mental health. During climate change events in Florida, Kamala Harris explained how she's worried about young Americans suffering climate mental health problems, specifically that they have to get jobs when they should be spending their time being climate change activists. Again, you can't just say, well, you know, it's in the DSM, but I know better than that. Look, they weaponize mental health. They weaponize diagnosis like this. They'll weaponize the transgender diagnosis just like they'll weaponize fear of climate change and use it to put people that are dissatisfied with their agenda on drugs many times. Now, even just reading about gender dysphoria should freak everybody out, right? This is, a, this is from Talkspace, that same article we started reading earlier. And they're like in favor of this, but just just reading it, right? Gender dysphoria symptoms can include anxiety stemming from severe dissatisfaction with the body one is in. There can be a strong desire to lose physical identifiers of one's biological sex, such as wanting or not wanting facial hair or breasts. Other symptoms of gender dysphoria include sadness or inability to feel satisfied with basic life activities and low self-esteem. See, it's conflated with just basic depression, with feeling out of sorts, something that especially Young people, and especially young women, go through around puberty time. They weaponize that. They turn it towards transgenderism, and then they tell you the pain, the psychopathy, the mental anguish that it's causing you is not because you're out of whack with reality and your brain is having trouble contending with the physical truth of your body. It's the other way around, and so you might want to get rid of your breasts. You might want to chop parts of your body off. And that's totally normal and good and fine and wonderful. It's like it's not. No, that's that's horrifying, weird and bizarre. If it was any other situation, you would know how weird and bizarre this is. But you seem to be willing to accept this. Now, if you look back at how all this started. Oh, man. Uh, we'll just do it. We'll just go to clip number two here. We'll go to clip number two here because obviously... Obviously, this is from the Jews. Obviously, this is a Talmudic interpretation of gender, and this is this is coming from the Jews. I mean, I think that's obvious. And see, when I say it, it's anti-Semitic because I'm not in favor of transgenderism, but I'm actually not the one saying this. Uh, I'm just quoting our next video uh, of a rabbi taking credit for this. So, okay, let's go to that video. My name is Rabbi Daniel Bogard. I'm a rabbi at Central Reform Congregation, uh, one of the largest Jewish communities here in the state of Missouri. And I'm here because I have a trans kid. Because the first thing you learn when you love a trans kid in the state of Missouri is that you have to protect them from their government. Jews have a long history of looking at gender very differently than many of our Christian neighbors do. As we heard from the bill sponsor who testified herself, that this bill is inspired by her very specific Christian faith. Jews look at this differently. 2,000 years ago, we have texts about there being six, seven, eight different genders. We have traditions that suggest that Abraham and Sarah were intersex, that the very first human beings were created not as Adam and Eve, but as Adam and Eve, as one combined intersex being. Let's just pause it right there. Let's just pause it right there. No, no, you don't. No, there is no interpretation of the story of Adam and Eve that allows for them to be one singular person. That's absurd. That's an insane take. Okay, let's just be clear here. There could be nothing more obvious and simple in the entire entire Bible, the entire set of holy books 
than the idea that there was a man and a woman and their name was Adam and Eve. So you're making up random nonsense. I, I get that. I hear that. But OK, back to the back to the guy, back to the guy. Outcome to call the Nazi Olympics. It turns out that a whole bunch of athletes were going off and competing in these games, in the women's games and coming back as men. There was an cheating. uproar in the American press, but I don't know about you. I had never heard about this because we don't teach the history of people. I heard about it. It was people. cheating. It was in fact, the we only know the story people. because an old Jewish man in Brooklyn wrote in in the 1930s in a letter to the editor in Yiddish telling a story about a Jew who transitioned in the 1800s in Ukraine in the shtetl and was accepted and embraced and married off to Rachel and, and was treated like a human being. Please finish your thought. If we don't teach queer history, if we don't teach that there have always been trans people, then every time in every generation, it seems new and scary. And we are setting our kids up for narrow, bigoted, tiny, tiny lives and not giving them the education that every Missouri child deserves. Thank you. Okay, so this is is like a, a, a religious conflict is what you're saying. This is like a religious conflict. With the Jews on one side and the Christians on the other is what uh, that rabbi is is setting this up for. But of course, now there are you know free speech laws going into place that say that uh, you know you can't say anti-Semitism anymore. So is transgenderism is being anti-transgenderism anti-Semitism? Is that is that how it's is that how it goes? By the way, you should go up watch that video. It gives you Talmudic verses. Go read those Talmudic verses. See if they have any legitimacy to you by the way judaism is very very clear on roles of men and women there's no gray area there's no in between that was all nonsense just so we're clear i've got some good news our high quality supplements really work and we have about an 80 percent reorder rate with customers that's the good news they're amazing the bad news is around 1% or a little less of our actual viewers and listeners ever go to infowarstore.com and ever actually buy the products so you're missing out on these products, plus it funds the Infowar. Think of what we've done with just 1% of our massive audience actually buying products. Think of what would happen if those of you on the fence actually went to InfoWarsStore.com and got some of these amazing products. I would recommend Turmeric 95 for your joints, your bones, inflammation, to get one of the biggest effects so you reorder it and see how great it is. Also, we've got the super high-quality, full-spectrum CBD oil that's so good for your neurological systems, your brain, your joints, your bones as well. Or Real Red Pill Plus. Just go try the product, fund the InfoWar, and help us defeat the new order together. InfoWarStore.com. Listening to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Chairman Jordan, Ranking Member Plaskett, members of the Select Committee, thank you for having me today. My name is Matt Taibbi. I've been a reporter for 30 years uh, and a staunch advocate of the First Amendment. Much of that time was spent at Rolling Stone magazine. Uh, Ranking Member Plaskett, um, I'm not a so-called journalist. Uh, I've won the National Magazine Award, the I.F. Stone Award for Independent Journalism, and I've written 10 books, including four New York York Times bestsellers. Uh, I'm now the editor of the online magazine Racket on the independent platform Substack. I'm here today because of a series of events that began late last year when I received a note from a source online. It read, are you interested in doing a deep dive into what censorship and manipulation was going on at Twitter? 
A week later, the first of what became known as the Twitter files reports came out. To say these attracted intense public interest would be an understatement. My computer looked like a Vegas lot machine uh, as the, just the first tweet about the blockage of the Hunter Biden laptop story registered 143 million impressions and 30 million engagements. But it wasn't until a week after the first report, after Michael Schellenberger, Barry Weiss, and other researchers joined the search of the files, that we started to grasp the significance of this story. The original promise of the Internet was that it might democratize the exchange of information globally. A free Internet would overwhelm all attempts to control information flow, its very existence a threat to anti-democratic forms of government everywhere. What we found in the files was a sweeping effort to reverse that promise and use machine learning and other tools to turn the Internet into an inter instrument of censorship and social control. Unfortunately, our own government appears to be playing a lead role. We saw the first hints in communications between Twitter executives before the 2020 election. When we read things like, flagged by DHS, or please see attached report from FBI for potential misinformation. This would be attached to an Excel spreadsheet with a long list of names whose accounts were often suspended shortly after. Again, Ranking Member Plaskett, I would note that the evidence of Twitter government relationship includes lists of tens of thousands of names on both the left and right. The people affected include Trump supporters, but also left-leaning sites like Consortium and Truthout, the leftist South American channel Telesur, the Yellow Vest movement. That, in fact, is a key point of the Twitter files, that it's neither a left nor right issue. Following the trail of communications between Twitter and the federal government across tens of thousands of emails led to a series of revelations. Mr. Chairman, we summarized and submitted them to the committee in the form of a new Twitter files thread, which was also released to the public this morning. We learned Twitter, Facebook, Google, and other companies developed a formal system for taking in moderation requests from every corner of government, from the FBI, the DHS, the HHS, DOD, the Global Engagement Center at State, even the CIA. For every government agency scanning Twitter, there were perhaps 20 quasi-private entities doing the same thing, including Stanford's Election Integrity Partnership, NewsGuard, the Global Disinformation Index, and many others, many taxpayer-funded. A focus of this fast-growing network, as Mike noted, is making lists of people whose opinions, beliefs, associations, or sympathies are deemed misinformation, disinformation, or malinformation. That last term is just a euphemism for true but inconvenient. Undeniably, the making of such lists is a form of digital McCarthyism. Ordinary Americans are not just being reported to Twitter for deamplification or deplatforming, but to firms like PayPal, digital advertisers like Xander, and crowdfunding sites like GoFundMe. These companies can and do refuse service to law-abiding people and, and businesses whose only crime is falling afoul of a distant, baseless, unaccountable, algorithmic judge. As someone who grew up a traditional ACLU liberal, this mechanism for punishment and deprivation without due process is horrifying. Another troubling aspect is the role of the press, which should be the people's last line of defense in such cases. But instead of investigating these groups, journalists partnered with them. If Twitter declined to remove an account right away, government agencies and NGOs would call reporters for the New York Times, Washington Post, and other outlets, who in turn would call Twitter, demanding to know why action had not yet been taken. Effectively, news media became an arm of a state-sponsored thought-policing system. I'm running out of time, so I'll just sum up and say... Um, it's just not possible to instantly arrive at truth. It is, it is however, possible becoming uh, technologically uh, possible to instantly define and enforce a political consensus online, which I believe is what we're looking at. This is a grave threat to people of all political persuasions. Uh, the First Amendment and an American population accustomed to the right to speak is the best defense left against the censorship industrial complex. If the latter can knock over our first and most important constitutional guarantee, these groups will have no serious opponent left anywhere. If there's anything the Twitter files show, it's that we're in danger of losing this most precious right without which all democratic rights are impossible. 
Thank you for the opportunity to appear, and I'd be happy to answer any questions from the committee. I was Matt Taibbi. Stay tuned. Second hour of the American Journal begins. On- Putting the power of conversation into the caller's hands. You're listening to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right, welcome back, folks. Second hour has begun. We're going to turn our eyes towards the political uh, persecution going on across this country. And hopefully we'll be joined at 930 by Joe Biggs. Of course, it's always up in the air whether whether they choose to allow the political prisoner to have his free speech or whether they stop us from being able to do that. Hopefully we'll talk to him at 9.30. But of course, his time is not his own, and we have to contend with the fact that he is a political prisoner at this point, as so many people are. Now... Oh man, still so much, just so much to cover. I think we'll just, let's just get this out of the way, shall we? Let's go to clip number eight here. Just to sort of center ourselves, remember who it is we're dealing with at this point. Let's go to clip number eight. And so folks, look, MAGA Republicans are calling for defunding the police departments. And defunding the FBI now. That's a good one. I like that one. What? Well, guess what? And they refuse to provide funding that's going to keep communities safe and secure. We talk about health, about crime. Well, it's outrageous. My budget invests in public safety. It includes funding for more training, more support for law enforcement. At a time when they expect to pay, play many roles. What? <laughs> just, just what? What? So this is who we're this is who we're dealing with, right? This is who we're dealing with. Again, at a certain point, the question of are they lying or stupid just just it doesn't matter anymore. When you have the president of the United States get up on stage and say the MAGA Republicans are calling to defund the police. I mean, I mean, what do you? I mean, what? <laughs> it's just, just, okay, all right, so, I just, it, it, like, and they call us crazy, and they call us cult members, they say we're disconnected from reality, that's the President of the United States saying something that literally everyone in the country knows to be untrue. That MAGA Republicans are calling to defund the police. Like this is how just hopelessly dishonest the Democrats are. I don't even want to make it a Democrat-Republic thing. We don't. It's not even that we want to def. This is the other crazy thing. They want to defund the police. They do defund the police. They pass the defund the police movement in two weeks. On on one day. It's an insane idea that no one's ever heard of. Two weeks later, they're passing laws and they're getting it done and they're actually doing it. Two weeks after that, the murder is spiking. Two years after that, it's still going up. It's still massively spiking. It's still the highest rates of crime that anybody's seen in their entire lives. In decades and decades and decades. The New Orleans police saying, don't sit in your car because there are so many carjackings. Just if you're in the city of New Orleans, just don't sit in your car. Just always on the move. You got to be always on the move, 
right? Like an antelope on the on the Serengeti. Just don't don't pause. Don't wait around. You're you're a sucker. You're going to get killed for your car because there are no police anymore. Half of all murders go unsolved in this country. This has never happened before. That's insane. I mean, you can't rely on the police anymore. It means you're you're just as likely, you know, you're more likely to get justice if you just go vigilante and just go try to find and kill the guy that murdered your friend. Like that's a better choice than waiting for a judge to throw it out or to, you know, slap the guy on the wrist and let him go with an ankle monitor that they can't investigate until it's been off for 48 hours. Like it's just oh lord, it's insane. It's completely insane. So they do it. They actually defund the police. Make everything significantly worse. On top of that, you have instances like what happened in Atlanta, was it, where four black cops beat the crap out of a black guy and it was called white supremacy. And by the way, oh no, it was five cops and two of them had been hired after the defund the police movement made it impossible for them to recruit cops. And so they had to lower standards across the board. You no longer had to have a college degree. You no longer had to pass basic physical requirements. They were so desperate to hire people because of the defund the police movement, because of the anti-law enforcement rhetoric. There were no police. So what do you get? You get worse police. You get less capable, less well-trained, less you know, calm, under-fire police officers who then cause more violence, who then kill people, innocent, criminal, who, who knows, they, they kill them, and then you have a massive riot of the same people that brought us to this situation then trying to burn down a police training facility in a coordinated, massive mob attack, throwing explosives at police officers, coordinated by the SPLC, who are the very people that are informing the FBI as to who's a terrorist or not, and then they get let out on bail for 5000 bucks, while people like Joe Biggs, who didn't hurt anybody, people like Stuart Rhodes, who never even went into the Capitol, are sitting and rotting behind, you know, in jail cells. This is, this is our new system. This is what they've brought us. This is the consequence of us not being able to stand up against the obvious subversive tactics of the criminal left. Completely insane. Completely and utterly unconscionable and then they actually blame MAGA republicans for wanting to defund the police george soros funded da's represent 20 percent of americans after 40 million dollars was funneled into races you know we don't have the money to contend with this even combined right george soros comes into some town like austin drops a million or two dollars on a race absolutely monopolizes the media coverage, has significantly more campaign value than anybody else, even the combined effort, and they just take over a city. Institute the special prosecutor, they let people out, those people commit more murder, it clogs up the system, clogs up the courts, you can't get justice, the people that are victimized don't have any way to... to get any sort of justice whatsoever. I mean, it's just, it's a system of destruction that is almost beyond description. And then, of course, you have FBI FBI whistleblowers saying that because the SPLC hates Christian people, that the FBI has a threat tag that they apply to Catholics. Okay, so it's religious persecution as uh, as well. Again, while you have mobs of Antifa carrying out highly coordinated interstate terrorist raids 
23 people arrested. I think at least 20 of them were from out of state. Two of them weren't even from this country. And yet there's no investigation. There's no rounding up of their leadership. Right? All of this is by design. None of this is an accident. None of this is because the FBI just doesn't know Antifa exists or can't get a handle on them. Antifa organizes their stuff in public on Twitter. If if just one Antifa group was subject to the same level of scrutiny that every single person that was in Washington, D.C. on January 6th was subject to, this would be gone overnight. It would be wrapped up. You'd find the, the funders. You'd find the coordinators. You'd find the people in the media that were coordinating with the activists. You'd find the SPLC and the, the activists that are actually, instead of being rounded up and thrown into jail for their terroristic activities, are instead going into the FBI office and saying Catholics are the real threat. And the FBI says, yes, sir. Yes, sir, SPLC. Yes, sir, ADL. We serve you, not the American people. We serve your despicable political agenda, not the Constitution. You are our bosses. You can get away with whatever you want and we'll punish anybody you point towards. It's beyond description. And that's just like the, the cherry on top again. How, 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 are, how is this happening? How does Joe Biden go up on stage and say the MAGA Republicans are trying to defund the police and he's not laughed off of stage and, and sent to an old folks home and, you know, whatever that article 25 or whatever, where they just go, yeah, OK, all right. He just said the MAGA Republicans are trying to defund the police. He's not president anymore. OK, that's like that's very basic. Okay, you can't say the sky is red. You can't say that the CIA is talking to you through your your teeth fillings. And you can't say the MAGA Republicans are behind the defund the police movement. That's beyond the pale. And you are now an existential danger for the entirety of the United States. You need to go away now, Grandpa. You need to go away and think about what you've done. It's hard to believe that we're already going into March 2023. And the world is an insane place. World War III has already started. Biden is a puppet and is dissolving our borders. There's mass censorship. James O'Keefe's been removed from Project Veritas. The list goes on and on of the bad things that are happening. But the good things that are happening is humanity is really accelerating its awakening. But those of us on the forefront are under more attack by the establishment than ever. That's why I'm counting on you to spread the word about the broadcast, to pray for the broadcast, and keep the broadcast on the air by getting great products at InfoWarsTore.com. And whether it's a final signed copy, they're almost all sold out, or the great reset in the war for the world, or Ultimate Bone Broth, finally back in stock for over two years, it's all available at InfoWarsTore.com. These are truly amazing products. So get your InfoWars products at InfoWarsTore.com and enrich your life while keeping the broadcast on the air. It is your decision on whether or not we stay on air, so please take action now at InfoWarsTore. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda in the New York Times, other major newspapers, that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have the communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding is our normal biological actions and coming together. They really are sick, 
evil scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Boy, oh boy, folks. I'm going to keep talking about crime and, of course, non-existent crime. That is, you know, opposing the government, peacefully protesting, and being sent to jail. To be honest, there's really nothing funny about any of this. But it is so ridiculous as to enter the realm of absurdity. It's just just some crime stories here I've gathered for you from the last week. Let's go through some headlines, shall we? From the Gateway Pundit. Six-year-old Virginia student who shot teacher won't face charges. Neither will, will his parents, apparently. This story is also insane. I mean, you, you should look into this if you haven't already. Uh, basically, the six-year-old boy... Like, had multiple times threatened to kill his teacher, brought a gun to school at least twice. The school authorities were told that he had a gun, and they refused to search him because it would have been racist to search a black kid for for a gun. So then he shot his teacher, a six-year-old, on purpose. Not an accident, not playing with his dad's gun and accidentally goes off. No, he brought a gun to school and told other students, I'm going to kill our teacher. And then he shot the teacher, and now neither he nor, until now, you know, up till now, his parents have also not been charged with any crime. Because obviously that would be racist. Obviously, right? Okay. Dim bill would prevent anyone under the age of 25 being charged with felony murder. A new racial justice bill introduced by Democrats in Maryland would prevent suspected criminals under the age of 25 being charged with felony murder under the justification that their frontal lobes are not fully developed. Yes, really. Again, well, we're just, I, I'll try not to delve into all of these. They're absurd on their face. I should need to explain to you why, why a, a 22-year-old murdering somebody in cold blood is responsible for their own actions, regardless of whatever race they are. I mean, the idea of you know putting brain science into... Sentencing laws when it comes to race, that's kind of dangerous, but okay. Florida sheriff, school's reporter who asks how new gang task force can, quote, help gang members instead of arresting them. And this is just, this is just the liberal mindset, right? Some guy in a gang walks up, put a, puts a gun to your head, steals your car, maybe you know shoots you in the foot on the way out. The leftists are not looking for justice for you. They're not looking to... You know, set things right on your behalf. It's not the gang member's fault to them. It's society's fault for the gang member having to do this to feed his family. So they have to be helped. Now, you don't help gang members. You throw them in prison. New Orleans residents warned, don't sit in your car and play as, scar- as carjackings skyrocket 165%. Quote, you try to park close to your house or where you're going, Kelly of New Orleans warned. You don't sit in your car and play on your phone. No, no, I mean, this is America. This is America, after all. There's no letting your guard down in America. 
There's no sitting around and enjoying a public space. There's no sitting in your car in one of the biggest and oldest cities in America. No, there's, there's too many carjackings going on. You'll be killed. San Francisco to launch pilot program paying people not to commit gun crimes. Got to wonder how that's going to go. It's a little bit of an older headline, but relevant. Worst violent crime surge in three centuries. Op-ed says Philadelphia Democratic voters owe the city an apology. Well, they'd have to admit that they were wrong first. They'd have to admit that somehow it was by getting everything they want that everything got worse. And they seem to be cognitively incapable of doing so. Career criminal 30 is nabbed for raping a woman, 21, and threatening to kill her. James McIver, 30, is accused of following a 21-year-old woman into her building and raping her early Saturday morning. He's charged with rape, sexual motivated, motivated burglary, and criminal sex act. He's previously been arrested 14 times, including sneaking into a teenage girl's bedroom and forcing her to touch his genitals. So, you know, I, there used to be this thing called like the three-strike rule, right? You get three chances, three crimes, and then it's like, okay, we got to treat you with a different level of severity. What if we just had like a 10-strike rule? What if by the time that you have been arrested and convicted for 10 crimes, you just go away forever? You just like – we just put you to work building roads in Alaska, and that's your life from now on. I mean what if we just did that? What if we did that instead of letting them out, giving them welfare and – waiting until the next person they victimize. What if for the safety of all of us, we punish criminals? I know. Crazy idea. 14. 14. Okay. So, right. So there's no actual, you know, law enforcement anymore. There's no actual legitimate deterrence. The police are demonized. The criminals are getting away. In some of the other recent headlines, upwards of 50% of murder cases go unsolved in this country. You've got the FBI kicking down the door of Catholic fathers of seven for protesting abortion, while the SBLC lawyer who throws a firebomb at the police is out the next day with $5,000 bail and back to advising the FBI as to who the, the, the domestic terrorists are. You've got police not actually doing anything to stop the criminals, but rather telling the innocent citizens, hey, just stop being comfortable in your own country. Stop existing in a vulnerable state in your own country. After all, this is America. Be on your toes at all times and, and don't just sit on your phone in your car. That's not a right as an American. No, the, a gang will come up and shoot you and take your car. So you're the one that did something wrong. You're the one that was foolishly sitting in a car in America. No, 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 that's not allowed anymore. No. No, no. It's your fault. It's not the gang's fault. It's not the police's fault. It's not the society's fault. It's not the culture's fault. It's not the just devastating lack of fathers in the home or any hope for the future or any necessity to actually be an independent person. You can just be a, a dependent idiot and just the government pays you and then you go out and rob things and they don't catch you and then, and then they blame the innocent people for daring to sit around on their phone in their car. Okay, all right, so no actual law enforcement happening, but don't worry, the states are pressing the accelerator on the really important crimes, that is questioning the Jews. 
Georgia passes hate crime bills. Democrat questions why new protection only apply to Jews. <laughs> wait, what? Wait, what is that? Wait a second. Okay, so we're in like a we're in like a uh, theo- theocracy. That's what we're that's what we're in. That's what we're in. It would be a theocracy, right? If you had a bunch of Christians running things that were passing bills saying you're not allowed to do hate speech against Christianity. You'd go, oh, okay, this is not confusing. This is not hard to understand. You are silencing people from criticizing your religious group. This is a theocracy. And of course, not just Georgia. Florida bill seeks to enhance penalties for anti-Semitic acts, including things like if you make fun of someone's clothing, if that clothing is somehow ethnic, then uh, it's a hate crime now. You can go to jail for five years for that. So no making fun of the little hats. It's not allowed. No making fun of African dashiki things. You go to jail for five years. Just shoot somebody in the head, rape a woman 14 times. I mean, you know, whatever. You'll be out the next day. But if you dare to hate speech, well, that's it, mister. You're gone. Ladies and gentlemen, InfoWars has proven itself the last 28 years to be over the globalist target and having the biggest effect out there against those tyrants. And we fund our operation with viewers and listeners' support while selling you great products at the same time. So I want to thank all the viewers and listeners who have supported us over the years by spreading the word, praying for the broadcast, and buying product. But I really want to encourage those of you that have been on the fence, have never actually gone to InfoWarsStore.com, to go there and get the great books and films and supplements and survival gear that's there that won't just empower you and enrich your life, but again, will keep this broadcast transmitting. So whether it's Real Red Pill Plus or our super high-quality CBD oil or the 50% off or our great physio magnesium product or whether it's Down and Out, our great sleep bay that's back in stock, it's all there. Our turmeric, 95% humanoid, strongest out there, turmeric 95. It's all available at InfoWarsStore.com, and it keeps us on the air. So make the decision to enrich your life and keep us on air, InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Very, very, very glad to be welcoming my guest, Joe Biggs. He is an Army veteran, a patriot, and currently a political prisoner being abused by the state for his activism. If you want to support Joe Biggs, go to the website freejoebiggs.com. That's freejoebiggs.com. Biggs is with two Gs, freejoebiggs.com. You can also go to his GiveSendGo at givesendgo.com slash SSGBDF. It stands for SSG Joe Biggs Defense Fund. But again, that URL is givesendgo.com slash SSGBDF. Uh, Joe Biggs, thank you so much for calling in and uh, – I just want to I just want to hand the floor over to you. This is your time to to say whatever you want. But let me just ask, uh, how are how are you how are you doing? How are you holding up? How are things going for you? It's all right. I mean, uh, it is a uh, a big change in a person's life when you go from you know freedom to solitary confinement for you know a long time. You know, as I talk to you now, I'm sitting in a concrete room with a two inch mattress and a window that's about a fist wide. That I can see out in a toilet beside me. I mean, uh, you're stuck in here 22, 23 hours a day, and um, you get to come out for a minute. So it takes time to get used to, but you got to be strong. And, you know, it's 
been a struggle in the beginning, but now it's it's nothing now. Now it's easy time, and I'm just excited to get our chance to, you know, go out there and tell the truth and show what actually happened that day, especially from our point of view. Um, you know, so far we've seen that uh, there is no plan. We've said that from day one. There's been no plan whatsoever. There's star witnesses that have even flipped, have even said that there is no plan. Um, the star witnesses that flipped are the ones who even had illegal guns in their possession, so they held that over them to get them to make up a story about us. But still, when they did that, they all said there was no plan. Um, it's a circus, and it's crazy to see what's happening um, in our justice system within this country. I mean, this is America's supposed to be a beacon of light, you know, for other countries, to, you know, for free speech and true justice and things like that. But I can tell you that does not exist in any shape, way, or fashion. Um, you know, just past week, we uh, found out that the FBI had been listening into attorney-client privilege conversations and then building their prosecution based on the points that we would bring up, you know, talking to lawyers to kind of shape their um, their shape shape their prosecution in a way to, you know, make them look good or whatever. So they would see us bring up points that we thought they had a, in their weak, like a weak spot in their uh, prosecution, and then they would go and, like, all right, we got to make this change. We've got to do this. Um, so it's, it's been it's been insane to know that these people are sitting here the entire time, you know, listening to these types of things and making these kinds of statements and, and, and really cheating in this fashion. I mean, they, they really don't care about civil liberties. They don't care about um, Sixth Amendment issues. They don't care about First Amendment issues. Um, it has been a roller coaster, a stressful ride. But I can tell you this, myself, Ethan Nordine, Enrique Tario, Dominic Pizzola, and Zachary Real. We're holding our heads high. We know what happened, and we stand by what we said since day one. There's been no plan. That, that day was sporadic. You know, we were leaving um, the Capitol and went to a food truck and sat out there and ate, and then everybody heard over the radio, oh, what's going up there? So, you know, people all started flooding over there, and then next thing you know, people have, you know, gone out of control, and it was just a spontaneous thing. I, I, I don't know how... They come to this, to this conspiracy. How can you have an armed insurrection if you don't bring weapons and if you don't have, you know, you're telling people in chat, hey, bring staff to vest. I mean, the way that we did our march that day was in response to the actions on December 20th, and we had four members be stabbed um, in D.C. So, you know, if I was looking for an armed overthrow of the government, why would I go on January 6th wearing only a staff-proof vest? And why would so many of us do the exact same thing? And why would we not bring guns if that's what, what the point is? I mean, these people showed up in support of Trump, and things got out of control. And, you know, it is what it is, but they are overcharging people. Um, they are taking many of us. I have no violent charges, nothing. I mean, I basically have trespassing. Mm-hmm. And they have turned this into this huge story about how we've somehow concocted that there was a, basically a plan that started in November and then that fell apart and now they're saying it started in December and then that whole narrative fell apart and then they said it was January 5th and that all fell apart and now here we are within the middle of this riot going on. We somehow concocted a plan using telekinesis 
and commanded people to go into these different places or whatever. Then you see the videos of it, and we're standing around. Me and Ethan Orbeed are standing around. Ethan Orbeed grabs a guy who's actually attacking police and pulls him back, puts his hand on his shoulder, rips him back. And then the guy runs up again, and then I take him from behind and pull him into the crowd and throw him back. And then we build a wall to keep this guy from attacking <clears throat> attacking police officers. Um, it's truly insane how they could take the things that happened that day and, and concoct this narrative. And people are going along with it. It's funny, too, people on the right that support this turn their backs on this, and they've listened to every lie the government says. But when you know, the government lies about other things or, you know, they, they lie or they cover up the Hunter Biden thing. You know, I don't know. They, they, it's just amazing how many people have turned on and believe the lies that they're saying about us, but don't believe the lies that the left says about us. You know, I, I just don't get it. No, it's, it, it really is beyond description that this would not be... It would not be hard to understand for anybody if it was any other country doing this, if if this was Russia prosecuting somebody and doing what they've done to you and ignoring your every civil liberty, listening into your phone calls so they can – I mean they're just cheating on every different level. Has there been a lot of discussion with the new footage coming out from January 6th? Do you think that's going to have any impact on your case or, or any of the cases? I think it's a little uh, a little too late. I mean, by the time that stuff filters down to us, you know, they say that it's going to be there for us, but we've only received a little bit. And I, I doubt that by the time this trial is over, we'll have access to it. So, I mean, they're making it to where we're set up to, to do appeals, and usually appeals take five years. So, you know, if things go bad and they somehow are able to, you know, trick this jury with their lies, we got to wait five years on an appeal, and we will win that. Because everything they've done has just been completely, totally corrupt. It's just insane. Um, I just, I can't believe I'm sitting here sometimes. I mean, I know what happened that day, and I'm, like, surprised. Like, you, you can even hear me in footage they played in court live, you know. The, 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 the media doesn't even talk about it. Like, I'm just walking up slowly and going, oh, my God, I can't believe these people are doing this. Like, they're taking their... You know, they're taking the capital. You know, everybody here, they're, they're doing this. I can't believe it. I'm, like, narrating like I'm a reporter, you know. And then you see us standing around not doing anything. But for some reason, right after that, we're the ones that start getting picked up, you know. And I think it goes all the way back to that November debate between Vice President Biden and President Trump at the time where they called out um, the Proud Boys. And, you know, Biden said that that was going to be something that he was going to be looking in is to us. And that's something that his uh, regime would be going after. So I think they've had a hard-on for us for quite a long time, and they've been wanting to find some way, somehow, to get rid of us. Because at the end of the day, you know, we're the only ones calling out the left-wing thugs that are going out there, you know, lighting uh, court uh, courthouses on fire, lighting vehicles on fire with police inside them, attacking police uh, departments and lighting them on fire. Um, destroying this country from East Coast to West Coast, and no one blinks an eye. They just call it fiery, but mostly peaceful. And then a few of us walk around and take pictures, and it somehow turned into this vicious conspiracy. It's so weird that the locals in D.C. forget when President Trump was elected, and they were running around 
um, attacking, and the the first uh, the first family had to be evacuated and gone oh, they, to this you know subterranean basement. They mock him. Yeah, they mock. They go, oh, Trump was hiding in his basement, and it was it was an attack worse than anything that happened on January sixth. We're gonna come back on the other side. FreeJoeBiggs.com. FreeJoeBiggs.com. Support this man. He was targeted because he's an effective leader. I have been in a twenty-eight year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalists at point blank range in the information war, but I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason you've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and this grief is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. Ladies and gentlemen, this book, The Great Reset and the War for the World, is a historic book that documents the globalists in their own words plan for our future. That is a hellish future. Now, you'll be always, while they still allow books, I guess, they're starting to ban them, be able to get an unsigned copy of The Great Reset and the War for the World at bookstores, Amazon, or InfoWarsTore.com. But you will never be able to get another signed copy of the book after the signed copies we got run out. And there's about a thousand left of them right now. So get your copy of The Great Reset and The War for the World, a signed copy at InfoWarsTore.com. And there is a markup there because this is a fundraiser to keep us on the air. So you won't just have this historic memento and this powerful book. You'll also know that you help keep InfoWars on the air. I'm going to thank those of you that have gotten signed copies of the book or unsigned copies. But I want to encourage all of you who haven't yet to go to InfoWarsTore.com and get a signed copy and buy a couple of unsigned copies and donate them to the library or give them to the local school. This is an InfoWar. I'm counting on you, and thank you for your support. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. truly unbelievable what's being done to Joe Biggs and others, but specifically Joe Biggs, kept in jail for over two years at this point, been in solitary confinement since last April, coming on a year of being in solitary confinement. In case people don't know, Joe Biggs is a retired staff sergeant. He spent eight years in the Army. He received a Purple Heart. You had your pretrial release denied, Joe, because they decided that you might you might be dangerous. Not that you've ever given any evidence of being dangerous ever before, but we know that after January 6th, they said, they came out and said they wanted shock and awe, and so they were going to target the biggest and most influential and effective leaders in the right-wing movement. You, of course, are, are at the top of that list. This is pure political persecution, and they're cheating and violating your rights at every possible level. Again, I, I could rant about this, but I'm not the one going through it. So I just want to hand the floor over to you. What can people do for you? Because we're sitting out here raging at this, wondering what we can do. Is there anything that we can do for you uh, other than pray? Well, we appreciate the prayers, but uh, we definitely need donations. I mean, it, it costs a lot to go to a trial like this. I mean, this is a very, very expensive trial. It is the largest trial. It has it's the 
this trial has the most discovery ever in the history of America um, in a trial. Um, our case is the biggest case out of the entire January 6th, and it's the biggest investigation they've ever had. So we have a handful of lawyers, and we're up against the entire U.S. government, um, the entire U.S. government that is mocking Tucker Carlson, saying that he is deceptively picking and choosing certain videos to alter the narrative of January 6th, meanwhile completely ignoring the deceptive edited uh, January 6th committee, the propaganda BS that was going on and on and on and on. We're up against you know, the biggest government in the world, and they're allowed to do whatever they want, and they're doing whatever they want. And uh, Biden's behind it. You have the attorney general that just doesn't really care. Um, they just want to bury it. They want to, they want to send a message to anybody who's willing to stand up against um, their narrative and to go out there and say that we don't want, you know, transgender story hours, that we don't want um, illegal aliens running across our border unvetted into parts unknown and, and, and not showing up to court and, you know, and finding out where they are. We don't want people coming in from MS-13 that are going to just start gangbanging and killing people. We don't want a lot of the stuff that's happening, and they don't like that because they want the open borders. They want the lawlessness, and that's why people like Kamala Harris um, are bailing out Antifa. I mean, we have a, a checklist. We have a, an Excel spreadsheet on Antifa members who have been arrested um, over the last few years. And you see these heinous charges like uh, assault on police officers, um, burning down um, uh, you know, police buildings and uh, courthouses and, uh, you know, using Molotov cocktails. And right after it, you see dismiss, 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 dismiss. These people are doing everything they can to destroy this country and what it was founded on, and they're getting away with it. Meanwhile, people who speak out about that and actually want America to be um, this constitutional republic, uh, we're the ones that get thrown in jail. We're the ones that get targeted. Um, you know, and, and it's amazing that the FBI has done everything they can to silence us, to go after us, to attack us. They have a track record that is so horrible that the FBI is the biggest violator of civil liberties in America. And here they sit around and try to act like they're on this, uh, you know, on their high horse, and they're so uh, you know, superior to us all, all as little people. Um, but they are the dirtiest, scummiest, um, crazy people out there. I mean. I wish I could go into some of the stuff that these people said, but I can't. And it would make people throw up. It would make them sick to know that these are the people who are supposed to be protecting us, so to say. But they laugh and they mock what's happening to us. You know, my code of Zachary Real has never even seen his own kid, really. Hasn't even been able to hold his child because his child was born after he was put in jail two years ago. Um, you know, it, it's amazing. I saw my daughter... Um, when she was three years old last, I have not seen her in over two years now, and she's going on six. So this is this is atrocious what's happening. Um, you know, the thing is too is if we were planning some armed insurrection, why in the hell do we have numerous documentary film crews with us? They didn't just show up; we invited them. Why would we have that kind of coverage on us and those types of video cameras all around us and people taking pictures if we were planning to do something like that? That's the stupidest thing in the world. And they, they like to say that we're stupid, but you can actually see in all the stuff that they make us out to be these criminal masterminds. Like, you know, we're basically, you know, like a mafia, so to say. They love 
you know, saying that. But then at the same time, they go, oh, these idiots, blah, 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 blah. And I mean, it's, it's insane how they are weaving this narrative and it's just built on propaganda, BS, and lies. I saw in the first very January 6th committee uh, hearing, I was me and Trump. And they say that, that there's an officer that heard me um, attacking the police on a megaphone. There was a guy behind me about 20 yards back, dressed in all black with a black bullhorn, who was actually cussing out the police and doing this and saying, go up to the fence and all that. But they put it on me. They, they take the sound down on this guy in black, but they say me going, whose streets, our streets, and FNT, and FNT, and that's somehow a call to violence. Um, to go to the Capitol. I mean, it, it, this this whole thing, I wake up sometimes and I'm just like, I can't believe I'm here. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. There has to be some... There has to be some sense of, of righteousness that you that you still feel. I, I mean, again, I can... I can't even imagine what it's like to go through what you're going through. Is there some strength that you can draw from the fact that you know that this is a baseless political persecution? You are the victim of the, this evil system, knowing that you did. Cause it would be one thing if you actually tried to overthrow the government and failed, and then you're sitting in jail going, well, you know, I did bring a gun and I tried to, but you didn't do any of that. So is, I mean, are you able to draw some strength from just knowing the evil that you're up against and that you did nothing wrong? I mean, I, since day one, people have asked, have you got anything to say? Did you, is there anything you want to tell us before, you know, we go into this? And my story since day one was, no, this was sporadic. I mean, you can see it in the commentary that I make. I mean, and, and I, well, at night knowing, I didn't do anything wrong. The only thing that frightens me is that here we are in a biased district, um, you know, a, a jury that is 90% Democrat. They only allow, like, you know, a couple of Republicans through um, and you can see just just the bias. You see, um, you see uh, jurors writing down stuff only when the prosecution's up, and when the prosecution leaves, you see no passive down. And you see the media leave the room. The media loves to, to, to promote the lies that are said, but we actually had journalists in that room telling what happens on the cross examination that our lawyers are, are doing to call out them and their lies with proof, impeaching them time and time again. It'd be a whole different narrative that people like, you know, the New York Times don't care about the truth. People like the Washington Post don't care about the truth. All they care about are spreading left-wing propaganda narratives that fit this little uh, idea that they're far more superior than us. And, and the, the right wing are a bunch of dumb rednecks um, who are just racist assholes. And that could be that's the furthest thing from the truth. No, and, and you know, I've, I've been to protests with you. Where you were leading it, and you know, beforehand the meeting was all about how do we stay peaceful, how do we avoid confrontation? They're going to attack us, but don't give into it. I mean, that's what that's what makes you dangerous to the system because you refuse to do the things that they claim that you, that you do. I mean, it really is beyond description the level of evil that we're dealing with here, and they're willing to put somebody like you through literal torture for their political ends. It's it's indescribable i, I want to tell people one more time freejoebigs.com freejoebigs.com is where you go to donate it's also a gives and go it's gives slash ssgbdf it stands for ssg joe biggs defense fund gives slash ssgbdf it's the least people can do to try to help to try to go reach that day where you are freed and have have um 
not retribution, but you have you know justice from this uh, this system that is so heinously targeting you. We have a minute left. The floor is yours. What do you want people to know, Joe? You know, thank you for everything. Please donate. Please help us. You know, we'd like to see people in the pews out there or whatever in the gallery, you know, showing up and sitting there and getting a chance to to watch this happen in real time. I mean, to see the corruption, to see the government come up out, up there with lies. I mean, they're, they're pointing us out in videos where you see thousands and thousands of people make golf circle around a speck and they go, is that so big right there? And it's like, you can't even see that. You, they're, they're just picking out random people, 90% of the people there, tons of people wearing flat shirts, tons of people wearing beanies, and they're just circling random people and saying, oh, you guys are over here, you're doing that, without actually making uh, correct identifications. I mean, the, the amount of evil that we're up against is... It's amazing, but you know, I've had my faith in God, and you know, we've got amazing warriors working on our defense, and uh, I'm positive that this is going to work out for the best. FreeJoeBiggs.com Humanity is in a fight for its very life, and InfoWars, for decades, has been at the very forefront of the fight for a pro-human future. We can't stay on air without your help. And I want to thank you all for your past support. And I want to encourage those of you that have never bought products at InfoWarsStore.com to go there and experience how amazing these products really are. Ultimate Bone Broth, finally sold out for over two years, back in stock. Real Red Pill Plus, simply amazing. Nitric Boost, what it does for your heart, your cardiovascular, critical. All these products like Ultimate Krill Oil, Ultimate Fish Oil, Super Mill Vitality, they're all available and in stock ready to ship to you right now on InfoWarsStore.com. And the final 1,200 signed copies of my book, The Great Reset and the War for the World, and I'm not going to sign any more after that, are exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com as well. In the last month, I got a little busy, so I didn't sign the books. We didn't have them for sale. But now, I signed the last books. You can get them right now. 